Today's New Testament reading is from Galatians, the fifth chapter. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view than mine, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor David Schmidt from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Royal Oak, Michigan. In the name of Jesus, amen. Freedom is important to us. As Americans, it is part of our DNA. We live in the land of the free. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated our freedom as a nation on Independence Day. 
Freedom stirs something up inside of us because we value it. And we get upset when it seems like freedom is being taken away from us. In the book of Galatians, Paul is upset because the Christians in Galatia are losing their freedom. Paul says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Did you hear that? For freedom Christ has set us free. The whole purpose of Jesus coming into this world then was our freedom. So how were the Galatians losing their freedom? Paul says in the next verse, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Paul had proclaimed the gospel to these Galatians. He had proclaimed the good news that salvation is a gift. Jesus died for our sins. He rose again for our justification. It is finished, period. There is nothing more that needs to be done. But then another group known as the Judaizers came along and convinced the Galatians that Jesus' death on the cross on their behalf wasn't enough. They also needed to follow the Old Testament law. They needed to be circumcised. And Paul is now saying, if you think that you are made right with God by observing the law, then you have destroyed the gospel. You have fallen away from grace. You have ceased looking to Jesus as your Savior, and you are attempting to save yourself. Paul describes that as going back to slavery. Paul says, do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. He says again because that was their condition before coming to faith in Jesus. And it is the condition of everyone who is without Christ. This is our condition by nature. We want to do our part. We want to earn all that we have. And there is something inside us that says you have to do your part to earn God's favor. If you are good, God will do good things for you. Even if people don't believe in God, they often believe in karma. You do good, good will come back to you. You do bad, bad will come back to you. If that is how you think of salvation, I just have one question for you. How do you know you're good enough? What is good enough? You see, it is that nagging question that enslaves people who think they have to earn their way to God because in the final analysis, you will never know if you have done enough. Our standard for good is usually based on the people who are really bad, people who are in prison, people who are doing things we would never consider. But instead of going on our own standard, what if we take seriously the standard found in Scripture? God says that we are to be holy as he is holy. Here's God's ethical standard, uh, and Jesus articulates it so well when he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus even takes it a step further and says, Love your enemies. God's standard is impossible. Not because God has unrealistic expectations of people, but because we are lost in sin. And so even our best effort will never come close to the standard. Our best effort only reveals how utterly sinful we are. If you attempt to justify yourself before God by your own merits, you will be enslaved. This is the very enslavement that Jesus frees us from. He is the only one who meets God's standard. He is the only one who followed the law perfectly. He came into this world to live under the law, to live a perf in perfect righteousness before his Father, and he did that for you and me. On the cross, he died as the substitute for
for sinners. And he gives us his righteousness. Covered in Jesus' righteousness, it is as if we have always perfectly obeyed God's will. Only in Jesus do we have perfect freedom. He frees us from sin. He frees us from guilt. You never have to ask, have I done enough? It has been done for you. You never have to ask, am I good enough? When you trust in what Jesus has done for you, you are perfect in God's eyes. You are truly free. Amen. We thank Pastor David Schmidt from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Royal Oak, Michigan for today's Meditation on God's Word.